Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava, and it is Friday. It feels like a Saturday because I head off, as probably many of you did, just because the fourth falls on a Saturday this year, so a lot of us had the third off just to kind of make up for not actually having a day off of work. So it was nice. I, I was super happy to kind of wake up a little bit later today was hoping to actually get up maybe an hour later than I normally do for work, but I ended up sleeping in because I forgot to set an alarm last night. So I got up around 9 and just did a couple things, did some Instagram stuff, went and ate some breakfast, and then the Nike Space Hippie Collection came out today around at at 10 o'clock. And so for that collection, there were four different shoes that were coming out. There was the Space Hippie 01, the Space Hippie 02, the 03, and the 04. And I'm pretty sure that the 03 was the one with, the, not the 03, maybe the 04 or the 01 was the one that had two variations, a men's variation and a women's sizing variation of the colorway of the shoe. And so those shoes were coming out. I did a little bit of research on StockX this morning as well, and I just really wasn't liking the the kind of information I was getting on a couple of the silhouettes. So I ended up only going for the O3s. And 10 o'clock rolled around, I went and I signed into the sneakers app, entered my information, hit purchase, and then it. I waited there. And around a couple minutes passed, and then I ended up getting on my iPad the notification that I got the O3s and I was excited about it. I was kind of pumped. I was like, yes, like I'm, I'm, I love getting sneaker releases, especially when they are a little bit more hyped. And I was really expecting these things to maybe make like 50 to a hundred bucks, um, just depending on how, what size I went for and stuff. Um, and the reselling world, like the resell on these shoes was looking to be, I think around 300 at the drop time. So it really wasn't anything crazy. They were 180, so 180 to 300 bucks is pretty good. But after the drop, it looked like they jumped up a good bit. And so prices were going 350, 375, 400, ranging on sizes. The size that I had was 10. It's a super common size. Um, So I was just happy to get a pair of shoes. And I ended up selling them within probably five minutes and made around 120 bucks on them. So Again, sneakers are the move if you want to make some money very quickly. Now, you can do sports cards as well. The thing with sports cards is that you either have to be pretty savvy and know what kind of sports cards you can flip easily or quickly. The thing with those is that they're not coming out, they're not releasing, right? You can buy sports card boxes that are not broken, but you know, Panini isn't going to release a Luka Doncic 20 whatever year he was a rookie. I'm not super familiar with the NBA, but I'm pretty sure it's a 2017 or 2018 rookie. I think maybe 2018 rookie card, PSA 10. They're not going to release a PSA 10 tomorrow and say, okay, we're putting out 300 PSA 10 Luka Doncic's. Everybody, you can come and it's first come, first serve. They're not going to do that. Those already came out. It's luck of the draw with who finds them. And then it's luck of the draw with even if you find one, You have to now send it in to be graded. If it comes back as a BGS 9.5 or a 10, well, now you made your money. If not, you might as well have just left that thing as a ungraded card and hope for the best. And so looking at that, 
I think sports cards present a huge opportunity to people and to myself for what we can make on them. The downside is that I don't think you can enter it with a lot of low capital, and I don't think that you can enter it and make money super fast unless you know what you're doing, right? There there are cards, like the Steph Curry rookie card in April was going for around $1,800, okay? One, if you don't have money, it's hard to make. It's hard to make that $1,800 work for you if you don't have a lot of money, right? You're not just going to go drop $1,800 on a car that you don't really know anything about. That that doesn't make sense. You want to invest in things that you understand and know. That way you're not screwing something up. I mean, it's a great way, don't get me wrong, to learn, but ultimately I like to invest in things I know. I just do better with them. And so, yeah, that card was going in April for around $1,800, and now it's going for up over three k. So it's it's one of those things where you have to really know your stuff. If you know what you're doing, you can make a lot of money. Now, if that isn't something for you, maybe you only have 100 bucks or you have no money, but you have a credit card, then what you can do is you may not be able to do that because you're buying those cards on eBay or StockX or something where you can't really just can't return the card in 30 days. I mean, you could, but you're going to get some money taken off probably by the seller or, or lose some money in shipping or whatever. A lot of people don't offer free shipping, so you would have to lie and say, hey, this, this, you know, you would lie in some way and, and try and get your money back. And that's just kind of, that's just kind of sleazy to me. So if you want to make money to get up to doing those card flips regularly, I would say Sneakers presents you with a huge opportunity because what you're doing is you're basically buying things and I'm not a huge person who uses credit. I don't really use credit cards that much, but you're buying them on credit knowing that you can return the shoes in 30 days if they don't sell. I mean, Nike's return policy is super lax. So even if you wear the shoes, you can return them. That's that's in the return policy. It says you can wear them a couple times and send them back if you don't like them. That is how confident they are in their product. And so for me to see that, I realized that they don't really care whether or not I whether or not I return the shoes. And so it's pretty easy. It's a pretty easy process to return shoes to Nike. And I really like their their system because of that. And so if you don't have any money, you just buy them on a credit card, right? You have to at least have a credit card that's over, what, $500? Like, I don't even think they make limits on credit cards that are less than that. So you have $500 as a limit on the card. You buy a pair of shoes for $250 or or 150 or whatever kind of shoes are coming out you flip them and you make 100 bucks and you didn't have any money but you have $100 now so you pay off the credit card now you have $100 before after you pay off the card and then you can re-roll that $100 plus whatever the credit card has on it into new shoes you can start to build up your capital that way until you don't even need the card anymore and you're just flipping your own money into more shoes and more shoes or 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 you build up enough money to flip it into like I was saying a Steph Curry card or some of these other cards like Kevin Durant cards that Gary Vee's been talking about uh he's been talking about Devin Booker I mean a lot of these guys that look like they're either Kevin Durant who's a a bona fide superstar a hall of famer going out whenever he leaves he will be a hall of famer or a guy that's a lot younger um these kind of flips are going to make you a lot of money if you know what you're doing you just have to have the capital to do it. And even at that, I wouldn't invest $1,800 into a Steph Curry card if you don't, if you only have $1,800. I mean, if you have $1,800, you flip it into a card and, and you realize that the, the player, something terrible happens. I don't know. Steph Curry breaks his leg this season. You know, anything happens. That card's going to go down in value. And so 
it's it's riskier than just doing something that you can kind of control the market on or or can understand a little bit but it's it's something that if you have capital it's good to roll and and work with because you really make a lot of money on it so that is kind of what i've been thinking about just these sneaker flips honestly i mean I'm super late to it, right? I'm, it's 2020. People have been flipping sneakers for years now. I mean, I can remember my cousin buying LeBron. Oh, gosh, what were they? They were like LeBron 11 denims to try and resell. And I don't even know if that was a good colorway. They were kind of cool because they were all denim on the outside. Um, but the thing is, that was the LeBron 11. Aren't we on like the 18 right now? We're on the 17s. So it's, it's something that like <laughs> we – that was – that was six years ago from now. And so to look back at that and say people have been doing it for six years and even then it was still thought of as like it was it was really hyped, but people had still been doing it for a while. And so it's just I'm super late to it, yet I'm able to do very well in it. And there's a lot of bots. There's a lot of people that know what they're doing better than me. A lot of people that, um, like I said, are running bots and stuff that can get these shoes checked out. But if you haven't done this yet, I really think you need to get on it and give it a shot. I I talk about it a lot because it's something that I think is super practical for anyone that has money ranging from zero dollars to as as much money as you really, you know, zero dollars to 10 grand. You know, it doesn't matter. You're making such a high profit in such a little amount of time. And so it's just not, it's not really, there's really no excuse not to even give it a try. Like I said, the returns are free and they're 30 days. You have 30 days to try and sell this thing. If it doesn't sell, like, oh, well, you learned that you can't sell that specific shoe. You return it and you move on to the next, you know, the next one that's coming out. And so that's kind of what, what I've been thinking about a lot today. Just, I put it on my story. I'm like, go for shoes. I put it on my Instagram post. I say, go for shoes. Shoes are not going to probably sustain you unless you really get into buying bulk shoe deals or going to the outlets and buying up bulk shoes like Renzi Now or, or doing any of these things. But they're going to at least get you started. And and that's really what I'm here to do. I don't. Most of the people that are listening to this, you probably aren't doing six figures on eBay. You're probably not doing seven figures on Amazon. You're probably not one of these super established resellers yet, which is fine. I mean, I'm not either, but I want to help get people started because it's something that could really change either your life from a financial standpoint, maybe change it from a happiness standpoint if you don't like what you do, or you want to have some more financial freedom because you, you know, times are tight right now, whatever it is, this is something that could help ease that a little bit or even give you more happiness. you're kind of sick of playing Madden all the time like I was and you feel like you're not being productive, this is a way to kind of transform your life and and really build a business for yourself that maybe one day you could take into something more than just being a side hustle. So that's just why I talk about shoes. I'm long-winded about them. I, I really never thought that they would be so impactful, but I really think it's an easy way to at least make an extra grand this year. Very easy you just have to put in the work and do some research on it. And like I said, StockX, eBay comps for solds and paying attention to maybe what shoes are coming out on the sneakers app is just a very easy way to get yourself started. And then from there, you can kind of build your way out. But that was what I did this morning. So that's like 10 o'clock today. Um, From there, I went to the bank. I opened up 
a money market account because that is a Dave Ramsey thing. And I'm I'm big on Dave Ramsey. A lot of people are iffy on him. I think that he's really practical, which I like. And so his thing is once you get out of debt, you open a money market account, throw some money in there for an emergency fund. Money market accounts are harder to take money out of because they either have a limit on how much you can take, how often you can take money out and stuff like that. Um, I mean, times right now are really bad. I'm not going to make anything on the money market account, but it's more of a discipline thing than to try and make, you know, a hundred bucks a year on it or something. So I'm going to try and I'm going to put, I put that money in there. I open up another bank account for just keeping extra funds in, uh, to keep things separate from, uh, it's easier for me to kind of keep a few different things that I have to pay off for my business separate. And so I'm going to keep money a little bit separate in that just to have it organized better. And I'd like to talk about that on episode two, because there's a lot that I could get into with that and why I think it's beneficial to have separate bank accounts for your business and personal. And so I went and did that. uh, And then I came back, I came back home and my garage has just been atrocious recently just because there's been such an amount of items coming in. And then I've let things get to the wayside. I've let cardboard that I've cut up just pile up. I've let items get in the way. I tried to rearrange it, and then I couldn't really move for for a week. And so, yeah, I was rearranging my garage, and I made a huge, huge mistake. And luckily, I was okay. Luckily, none of my inventory was broken. But I set up my inventory racks right under where the garage door goes up and I've always had them there but they've been far enough ahead that any of the items on top of those inventory racks were never touched additionally I set a ladder next to the inventory and so the garage door came up when my dad came home it caught on the ladder and toppled this entire like five tier rack over and I had just been standing there like a minute before so if I'd have been standing there this thing probably weighed like 500 pounds. It would have messed me up pretty bad. It was not something that I kind of like, I was just very fortunate I wasn't injured. And my dad kind of like mouth, like jaw open, like, oh my word. And and I'm sitting, I'm standing there like, I, I, I have no words for this. But luckily I keep really nothing valuable on there anymore. Um, it's, it's all garage sale stuff that I didn't sell or like stuffed animals, books, like nothing important. So the whole thing toppled over and my dad thought that like my world had ended. And I was kind of thinking about it. I was like, I don't think I have anything valuable on there that if it broke, I couldn't just throw it away and, and, and not be upset. And lucky for me, I wasn't injured because like I said, that thing toppling on me would have really, really, I don't know, it could have really done some damage um, there really wasn't any way to get out from under it. So it, it would have been, it would have done a lot of, of bad to my body, but luckily I wasn't in the way. And then we started picking things out of there that had fallen and nothing broke, which was the, that's, that's wrong. One thing broke, two things broke. I had a snow globe on there that the ball was intact because it fell on a mesh trucker hat, but the wand that sticks out from the side because it's a Disney uh, snow globe. There's like a wand with a Mickey Mouse hand that sticks out from the side. That snapped off. The other thing that broke was this it was like this goblet I got for free at a garage sale somebody's giving away that I haven't sold yet. And it was made out of like some really cheap plasticky material and that broke. So there, I, I broke two items and like this thing had a ton of inventory on it. So it only broke two items. 
I I was very fortunate in that way as well. So we picked everything up. I flipped it back. Um, as a as an aside, I was kind of fortunate that it fell not for any reason outside of now it's really organized because everything fell out of it so i put everything back and it looks really clean now it's very very well organized it's very neat and i'm going to be very careful and not put anything on the top of it because that was by far and away one of the stupidest things that i could have done just because that that was dangerous it really really was not not a good situation and thankfully i wasn't standing there thankfully nobody was standing there but definitely kind of a scary moment to think what would have happened if, if somebody had been so picked all that up garage now looks a thousand times better i can actually move around in there there's no tripping hazards anywhere i'm gonna be starting to put inventory into poly mailers making inventory skews putting them onto my spreadsheet throwing those skews onto ebay for each item there's a lot to do but i'm going to be making the most out of that and getting all of that done and over today over tomorrow well, i guess tomorrow because it's pretty late today tomorrow and then the next week that's really what my goal is going to be outside of getting back into sourcing mode so that is really what my focus is that's what i'm gonna be doing hopefully that can help you in some way shape or form i mean if you take nothing away from this just take away the fact that if you're doing something in with your reselling or just in general keep your head up and your eyes open you don't want to do stupid things like put yourself at risk like i did today where that thing could have literally fallen it could have like crushed me so uh just don't do stupid things like that um and hopefully you can learn from that experience but i will get with you guys tomorrow hope you're having a great independence day weekend and hopefully you guys have a great fourth tomorrow but that being said i will let you guys go i will get with you another podcast you guys have a good one peace